You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. You know, as a, as a Christian, in your life, you're measuring and seeing where you find yourself right now. Every person wants meaning, wants purpose in his life. Turn to the person next to you and say, you have a purpose for your life. People want meaning in their life. But sometimes when you look at your life and you see what's going on, it, it feels like your, your life is falling apart. Because there's an enemy that wants to kill, steal, and destroy in your life. Wants to break your life apart. John 10.10, 10, we know it very well that The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but God has come to give us life and life in abundance. Our lives here on earth, it's not perfect yet, because it's not a perfect world that we live in. If you want everything to be perfect, you should go to heaven. In heaven, everything is perfect. So the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to damage your life. And when your heart has been damaged, you will know it. When your heart has been broken, you will know it. Who of you have found that things have happened around you that's damaged your heart, that's broken your heart? Jesus said to the prophet Isaiah that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the broken hearted. What does that mean? He wants to put your broken heart back together again. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Jeremiah 17, and I'm going to read from the message translation. Jeremiah 17 verse 14. Look here what the prophet wrote. This is the message translation. Your Bible might read differently. God, pick up the pieces Put me back together again. You are my praise. Listen to how they talk about me. So where's this word of God? We'd like to see something happen. Have you ever felt like that? Enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy. You feel on the inside your heart is damaged. When your heart is damaged on the inside you'll know it. Because you won't have peace. You won't have peace. And here Jeremiah writes and he says, put me back together again. The good news is God wants to help you and put you back together again. If you are ready to be repaired, Jesus is ready to repair you. Because the thief comes to kill, steal and destroy, but Jesus has come to bring you life and life in abundance. Family, listen to me. You cannot save yourself. You have tried and you've not succeeded. For us to be saved in our situation that we are facing right now, in a world that's so broken, we first have to be fixed ourselves, have to be put together ourselves before we can go and help people. We need somebody that's stronger than us, better than us, 
with more wisdom than us to help us. Amen? Some of us, our hearts have been broken. Your heart has been damaged. Just be honest here this morning. Who of you know that your heart has been damaged? Maybe it's a friendship. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a business agreement or a contract. It didn't go the way that you wanted to go. How does your heart get damaged? Can we go look at the Word of God and what the Word of God says? Turn with me in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4. I'm reading from the Passion Translation this morning. So if it looks a little bit different, you can still underline it. Still look at it. Passion Translation. Ephesians 4 verse 26. But don't let your passion of your emotions lead you to sin. Don't let anger control you or be fuel for revenge. Not for even a day. Don't give the slanderous accuser, the devil, an opportunity to manipulate you. The things that damage our heart more than anything is offense. Offense. And offense is so easy to come as soon as there's an unfulfilled expectation. As soon as there's an unfulfilled expectation, you can take offense. Never ever nurse an offense. When you're nursing an offense, when you're holding on to it, you are damaging your heart. Nursing an offense damages your heart. Very quiet here. Anybody here you've never been offended? Just raise your hand quickly. Hallelujah. How did I know nobody will raise their hand? Because the Bible says offense will come to everybody. But what you do with that offense is the most important thing. When you nurse an offense, it will damage your heart. So many things going on in this world. You drive to work and there's opportunity to take offense. Family, listen to me. Let's say this is offense and this is a sharp object. The longer I keep the offense in my heart, if this is offense and this is a sharp object, the longer I hold on to this offense, the more I'm damaging my heart. So some of you have an offense in your heart towards your spouse and you go to bed and you sleep that whole night. While you are sleeping, this is do doing this to your heart. The longer you hold on to the offense in your heart, the longer you give Satan control of your heart. Turn to the person next to you and say, I have to let go of the offense. Let me tell you something. I often have people, they will come and they will say, I've experienced limitations in my life. Can you please pray for me 
and disconnect me from the limitations or ask that God would intervene and disconnect me from the limitations. The truth is, I can tell you, 99% of limitations in people's lives are caused by themselves because of offense. The promotion is looking for you. You say you're looking for the promotion, but the promotion is looking for you. But the promotion cannot find you because you've locked yourself up in a prison. Turn to the person next to you and say, this is good news. Tell them you're getting the answer to your problem. Promotion is waiting for you. Amen? Don't be so heavy. The word of God is good news. Jesus has come to give you life and life in abundance. Amen? Just go down to verse 31 in Ephesians. If you want your promotion, here's the advice that the Word of God says. Lay aside bitter words. Lay aside bitter words. Temper tantrums. Revenge. Profanity and insults. Yesterday we had a marriage seminar where we shared and we talked about conflict. Amen. Here's the advice of the Bible. Lay it aside. Put it aside. Get it out of your system. Lay aside bitter words, temper tantrums, revenge, profanity, and insults. But instead be kind and affectionate toward one another. Has God graciously forgiven you? Then graciously forgive one another in the depths of Christ's love. Family, don't hold on to an offense because holding on to an offense is a dangerous thing. Holding on to an offense is a dangerous thing. When you hold on to an offense, you are busy hurting yourself. You're busy hurting yourself. If, if I stand here and I'm holding on to a fence, in the natural you don't see anything. But from a spiritual side, when I hold on to that offense here on the inside, I'm actually hurting myself. I'm hitting myself. If I start doing this, you're going to say, Pastor, stop. The longer you hold on to that offense, the more it will hurt you. Imagine I stand and I start punching myself in the face here. Many of you have been beaten up through and by an offense. And all you have to do is just let go of that offense. God wants to put you back together again. If you're ready to be repaired and put back together again, Jesus is ready to help you and to assist you. Amen. Turn with me to Proverbs 18, verse 19. I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. Turn to the person next to you and say, there's hope for me. Because Jesus has forgiven me, I have the power to forgive. 
Tell them again. Say, because Jesus has forgiven me, I have the power to forgive others. Look here what the Bible says. It is easier to conquer a strong city than to win back a friend whom you've offended. Your translation would probably say a brother offended is harder to win back than a strong city. Their walls go up, making it nearly impossible to win them back. Have you seen that? When you've offended somebody, you cannot get close to them. Matthew 18 verse 33. It's about the servant, the story that the servant was forgiven a lot of debt and then he didn't want to forgive. And what happened to him? He found himself locked up in prison. Not just him, but his whole family. Gentlemen, listen to me. As the head of the home, if you hold offenses and grudges in your heart, you can cause your whole family to be locked up, not just yourself. Nobody says amen now. That's why you have to forgive very quickly. A brother offended is harder to win back than a strong city, and contentions are like the bars of a castle. Promotion is looking for you. You say you're looking for the promotion, but that promotion cannot get to you because you're locked up in a prison. If promotion is on that side, and this is the prison here, it cannot get to me because of offense. Do you know what that means? That which you've been looking for your whole life. In one second you can receive it when you forgive. Turn to the person next you say it's time to forgive. Because Christ has forgiven you. It's time for you to forgive. You know I want to start preaching on faith. And how to possess the promises that God has given you. But I realize even if I start preaching on faith and how to exercise your faith, if you have not let go of the offense, the faith that you need to take you into your promised land is a faith that works through love. And if you don't have love in your heart, how will your faith be real? A message like this gives me so much hope. Because right now, the spotlight is not shining out to the world, but it's shining on your own heart. Family, listen to me. There's no such thing as a perfect relationship. So I don't know why you want it to be perfect. Yesterday we said a perfect marriage is two people that's not perfect, imperfect people that just make a decision never to give up. That's a perfect marriage, not perfect people. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, nobody's perfect. So if nobody is perfect, that means your boss is not perfect. That means there's no perfect job in this world. So why do you expect everything to be perfect? And when it's not perfect, you get upset. Because a picture has been painted out there that everything is perfect the whole time, but nothing is perfect the whole time. The only thing that's perfect is God. Amen? And God is perfect because He's spirit. That's why when we worship God in spirit and in truth, that worship can please God. 
But have you let go of that offense in your heart? Family, listen to me. Everybody has been wronged, and everybody has been wrong. That should give you hope. That should put you in a position where you say, you know what, I can have grace with this person because I need grace. God wants to make a way so that you won't be locked up anymore and can get out. But we've imprisoned ourselves just through the attitude of our heart. You ask God, release me, Lord. But you yourself have not released anybody. You're keeping them hostage through the offense that you have. But little do you know when you do that, you are the one being kept hostage. It's time to forgive. It's time to let go. Family, there's no grounds, no reason for you to be offended with me and there's no reason for me to be offended with you. But you don't know what he did. You don't know how many times he's done it. How many times have we done it against Jesus and yet he still continues to forgive us? You're looking at your situation, what people have done against you. But what have we done against Jesus? He forgave us, loved us, when we wanted nothing to do with him. We live in a society where we are very quick to speak our mind. And you can just type it quickly on the internet or Facebook or whatever. When somebody upsets you, you speak out of that emotion and that anger. So easy. I don't agree with you. That's stupid. What an idiot. <laughs> Where is that coming from? It's coming from offense. And offense breeds offense. You know what the Bible says? That we should live in peace with people as far as it's possible. Go to Galatians 5 verse 14. 5 verse 14, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. For love completes the laws of God. All of the law can be summarized in one grand statement. Demonstrate love to your neighbor even as you care for and love yourself. You know, family, sometimes we are here to, to ask God to, to help us. Say, Lord, help me. But the pain that you are going through, you're inflicting it upon yourself. But you say, God, help me. But you're inflicting that pain upon yourself because you remain offended with a person. And then people pray for you, but you don't let go of the offense. And then you say, God does not want to help me. It doesn't make sense when somebody says, help me. It's like going to the doctor and you've been stabbed with a knife and you say, please help me, can you just cover up this? But then while you're there, you're taking it and you're stabbing yourself a few more times. Doctor, why aren't you helping me? And the doctor's teaching up and he, he goes out and when he comes back, you say, Doctor, why aren't you helping me? That's what we do when we hold on to an offense. We're inflicting pain upon ourselves and then we say, God, help me. But you never let go of that offense. 
Demonstrate love to your neighbor, even as you care for and love yourself. Verse 15, but if you continue to criticize and come against each other over minor issues, you're acting like wild beasts trying to destroy one another. The New King James says you bite and devour each other. Be careful lest you be consumed by one another. Even if I preach the best sermon to you, tell you that Jesus loves you and he wants to bless you, and then suddenly I take his arm and I start eating at it. What will you say? You'll say, this pastor is a cannibal. He eats humans. Who of you will come back to church? But that's what the Bible says when you're offended. You bite and devour each other. Hebrews 12, verse 6, from verse 5, 6, it says, Be careful, lest a root of bitterness springs up in your heart, and you fall short of the grace of God. He says, when that happens, you start to defile people. You talk bad about people. So if I have bitterness in my heart towards him because I'm offended with him, and that can be, the Bible says us it's minor small things. Maybe he walks into the church and he's thinking about how he wants to worship God and he's, he's focused. Or maybe he's thinking about, is he going to buy KFC afterwards? I wouldn't know what the real reason is. But he makes eye contact with me, but his mind is somewhere else. And I walk past him and I greet him and he doesn't greet me back. And I get offended about something small like that. Because usually it's small things that offend us. He says, that affects me. That offense that I keep here, that expectation that I have here, it's me beating myself up. I'm drinking the poison now. If this is offense and this is poison, I'm offended with him. I'm drinking the offense. I'm drinking the poison, but I'm waiting for him to die. <laughs> That's what offense does. I'm drinking it. This is offense. I'm drinking it. Who's going to suffer most? Me. When you are offended, you're adding hurt to the hurt. But when you let go of it, now there's peace. Peace in your heart? When I have peace in my heart, I can love him. Now even if he walks past me and he doesn't greet me, I have love in my heart. I say, you must have been thinking about something. I'm so happy that you are focused upon God and there will be good things flowing out of my heart and not bad things because I have love in my heart. Even if I don't understand, the Bible gives instruction. Hebrews 12 verse 4, it says, Pursue peace with everybody and holiness. For if you don't do that, you will not see God. So by pursuing peace and keeping peace between me and him, positions me to see God. But when I'm offended, 
I look at everything through the offense. Then even when God wants to come to me and do something, I'm going to miss it because my focus is on the offense. Let's say this is a blessing now, and God wants to bring this blessing to me. Um, Philip, just come here quickly. Just stand here. Just stand here. It's fine. Just hold this. Stretch it out to me. So God wants to bring this to me, but my focus is so much on the offense and this guy that's wronged me that even this that is stretched out to me, I don't see it because I'm focused on the offense. But when my focus is upon God and I keep the peace here, wow, here's the blessing coming. Here's, oh, here's another one. Peppermint. Oh, here's a pen coming my way, you know. And suddenly you have all the things that you see. But when you're offended, you're just looking upon that. The Bible says, pursue peace. It says, if it is possible, as far as it depends upon you, pursue peace with all people. What does that mean? Keep the peace in your heart. Keep the peace in your heart. When there's peace in your heart, you know God is putting everything back together again. When you know and you come and you say, Lord, forgive me. You know, God is putting it back together again. That forgiveness is the bridge to your good future. Ephesians teaches us, as Christ has forgiven you, forgive. And let it go. You're going to have to let go. You're going to have to let go of things from the past. Amen? When I do counseling... Most of the things that bother people or are keeping people back are things from the past. You have to conquer your past. Do you know how you conquer your past? By stop looking back to the past. God wants to take you into your good future, but you are looking back to your past. The wrongs that have been done, the people that have offended you, the business deals that was taken away, the promotion you didn't get. God wants to bring those things into your life. But if you remain offended, you remain locked up. Family, we live in a world where it's tough right now. It's very unfavorable. In unfavorable situations, God wants to help you. In an unfavorable situation, the first thing that the devil will come and do it will question your sonship. Say, if you are a son of God, if you are a woman of God, why are you then going through this? He did it to Jesus. The devil tempted Jesus. This should encourage you to know that it doesn't matter how close you are to God, you can still be tempted. Turn to the person next to you and say, it doesn't matter how close you are to God. You can still be tempted. Say, Jesus Christ, the beauty of heaven, the Son of God, was tempted by the devil. So you can be tempted because Jesus was tempted. That should give you, make you feel good to think that, you know what, what I'm going through is not uncommon. Jesus Christ went through it. But Jesus conquered that temptation through the Word of God. The enemy will come and challenge your sonship. He did it to Job. Remember, even Job's wife said to him, well, really, you're serving God, and this, you're going through all of this? 
Why don't you just curse God and die? The Bible says, through that whole time, he never sinned by saying anything that was contrary to the word of God. Never said anything to blaspheme God. Wow, that's impressive. And look what God did. God put everything back together and restored double back into his life. Stop looking back. Looking back is the trap of the enemy. Job, in that whole time, he never said, never said that God has done anything wrong. He said, let God be God. In the good times, he said, the Lord is good. And in the hard times, he said, the Lord is good. And he held on to his confession. He kept his peace because he knew who was the one who held his life in his hands. When you know God holds your life in his hands, your heart will be at peace whatever you go through. Say, if you go through a time of temptation, you can say, I can hold my peace. I know Jesus went through temptation. He'll see me through. As God the Father helped him, he's going to help me as well. But as soon as you become bitter, you you start to defile, you imprison yourself. Some of you are offended with God because God didn't do it the way that you told him he's supposed to do it. God is God. And God will do it in his own way, the way that he wants to do it. But be assured that nothing can separate you from the love of God. The one who created you can put you back together again. He's in control of your life. The enemy knows that if you get offended, you are under his control. And that's what he wants to do. That's when you imprison yourself. But as long as you walk in forgiveness... As long as you walk in forgiveness, the enemy has got no hold on, nothing that he can hold on to. Looking back is very dangerous. Ask Lot's wife what Lot looking back will do to you. It will make you freeze up, amen, that you cannot move ahead in what God has got for you. Family, God is aware of your situation. When you make a decision today to say, I am going to step out of this prison, I'm no longer going to inflict pain and hurt in my own life but I make a decision to forgive those that have wronged me those that have offended me I'm going to release them because I want to step into what God has got for me don't try and keep people in that position amen and when you know people very well you drop your God more and more we spoke about how easy it is even in a marriage relationship To get offended and to lock yourself up in a prison where you're supposed to be enjoying each other. Jesus himself said, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I've come to bring life and life in abundance. There's hope. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm going to forgive. Tell them, I'm going to step out of my prison. Say, I've asked God to release me. And I know he's going to release me. But before he releases me, I'm going to release all those that have wronged me, that have disappointed me. Because I want to step into that which God has got for me. As a prophetic action, I want you to disconnect yourself, cut yourself loose from those things that have been keeping you back. Those chains 
those expectations that are unrealistic. I want you to do a prophetic action and say, I disconnect myself from those things right now. So I disconnect myself from this guy that's offended me. And you can call the guy by his name and say, Lord, I forgive him. I forgive this person. I forgive that person. Yesterday we taught you don't go to somebody and say just, I forgive you. If you want to go to somebody and you know you have to make right, when you stand here and you say, Lord, forgive me, God will forgive you. And while you're on your own, you say, Lord, I forgive that person. But remember, when you go to the person, don't walk up to them. Just come here quickly. That's why we have to train the church. Remember, he offended me. But he didn't even know that he offended me. Remember that. He was just walking past me. I greeted him. He didn't greet me. I got offended. If I now come to him and I say, can I just speak to you quickly? I just want to inform you that I'm being a good pastor and a Christian. I forgive you. He's going to say, this pastor is crazy. Forgive me for what? I do wrong. I'll be offending him. If I know there's something, I can go and I can say, please forgive me. The other day I just walked past you and I didn't greet you in a nice way. Please forgive me. He can then decide to say, it's fine, Pastor, I forgive you. But even if he says, I forgive you, I don't forgive you, doesn't matter because I'm forgiven already. I'm doing this for him, not for me. I'm already forgiven. Amen. I'm doing this because I want to be obedient to the word of God. Many of you have offended people more. Remember, a brother offended is harder to win back than a strong city. Say he's my boss and he's not given me a promotion and he gave the promotion to somebody else. If I now come to him and I say, Sir, I just want to forgive you for not giving me the promotion. Do you think there's any promotion waiting for me in the future? (laughs) Why? Because I've offended him. I should come and rather say, Sir... Can you please forgive me where I've disappointed you, where I didn't work as hard as I should. I didn't do what you expect me to do. Can you please help me and show me and send me on training that I can be better? Guess what? Now promotion can come. Amen. Sometimes we we think we do the right thing by saying, I forgive you. No, you're not forgiving. You're offending the person. So right now, those things that you know that's been keeping you back, Start disconnecting yourself from those things. Say, Lord, those things that have been keeping my shackles, that's been keeping me back to move and run for you, I disconnect myself from those things. Whatever the enemy has used, the offense, the disappointment, the unfulfilled expectation, Lord, I cut it loose from myself. I release my heart from those things right now, oh Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Start disconnecting yourself. From whatever the enemy has been using to connect himself to you, start disconnecting yourself from those things. Say, Lord, forgive me, Lord. I release this person for keeping them an offense, trying to keep them hostage with this offense, Lord. I release them. I forgive them. As Christ has forgiven me, I forgive them, Lord. As Christ has forgiven me, I forgive them, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. I release them, Father. I forgive them. Whatever chains the enemy has used, disconnect me right now, Lord, from all those things. In Jesus' mighty name. 
I let them go. I forgive them. If you have to speak out their name, you can do that. You don't have to shout it out that all of us know, but you know, just to declare, say, I forgive John. I forgive whatever the person. I let it go, Lord. I want to be free. I want to be set free, oh Lord. Christ has forgiven me. I want to forgive all those, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Don't you the person next to you say, my promotion is coming. Tell them, I don't need the pastor to pray for me. I don't need any limitations to be removed from me. I remove them myself. I have forgiven those that have wronged me. There's no limitations in my life. I'm linked up with God. Tell, let me hear you say it. Say, I'm saved. Jesus is my Savior. I'm healed. Jesus is my healer. I'm delivered. Jesus is my deliverer. I'm redeemed. Jesus is my redeemer. I'm blessed. God is my provider. I'm linked up with God. Defeat and failure are things of the past. I'm walking with the Lord. I'm walking in forgiveness. I'm walking in blessings. I'm linked up with God. I'm linked up with blessings. I'm linked up with forgiveness. I'm walking with the Lord. I'm walking with the Lord. Wherever I place my feet, it belongs to me. Whatever I touch, it's blessed. Wherever I go, I shine light. Although there's darkness, the light in me expels the darkness. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. The blessing is greater than the curse. Light expels darkness. I'm one with the difference. I have heaven in my heart, and where I go, even if the hell is loose, I manifest heaven. I manifest heaven. I manifest light. Nothing keeps me back. Nobody will offend me. And even if offense comes, I'm quick to forgive. God touch my heart. Grant unto me a humble heart. Grant unto me a sincere heart. Grant unto me a heart that does not beg grudges. Grant unto me a heart that is quick to forgive. I forgive easily. I don't have silent tantrums. I'm just blessed. Amen. Put your right hand on your heart. Raise your other hand to heaven and pray aloud after me. Say, Precious Father. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.